I built a chicken shed at one point and built another chicken shed slash shed. I just stayed out of any place that had food for a long time. Um, I worked out in the gym. I would go walk on the treadmill until it was chow. I drink walk. Like it was just, I, I had to do something to occupy myself and my brain. And that's what, that's how I conquered it. Welcome to the superhuman fathers transformation podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible their transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. It's happening. What's up? We're here, Ross. Dude, I'm so excited for this. How are you? Good. How are you doing? You're Jack, Dude, I want my back to be like your back, dude. <laughs> it's like you're going to fly away, bro. Don't know how that's happening. It's all these cars. It's, dude, it's incredible. Like, I can't even – I mean, it was obviously you had some there, but you're pushing hard on those pole days, dude. I, yeah. Well, that's the great thing about this program is lifting. I love, lifting. I know, dude. I know. I know, dude. Oh man. It's so, it's so amazing. Like, were you, were you lifting much before the program? Um, you had in the past, right? right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're making, cause you're making me feel small. Like I got, I got to level my shit up. Dude, and then I'm looking at like these guys that post numbers like octave squat numbers, dude. I know, and bro. The Santos's leg presses and all this other stuff, and man, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I, I gotta level up. But do you, you, you saw? Did you see Sky's picture? You saw Sky? Did you see his yeah. his, his picture? Holy monster! Animal. Animal. What? Like <laughs> I couldn't even. What is even going on? Like. Yeah. Dude, that's, that is amazing. And that's, it's just that's so fun. The Viking guys, I think a lot of the Viking guys are going to have that same transformation when they get there. Dude, okay, I love this so much because this is what I, this is what I tell the Vikings when I get a chance when I sneak in that call because I'm technically not allowed, right? You know, yeah. because it, but it is, dude, it's it's the superpower, bro. It's like you guys were walking around with Crypt Kry tonight. It was just like keep you couldn't fly because it's all this fat around you, like your kryptonite, and there's all this muscle under there, and you just you cut oh, it off and you turn. I mean, yeah, these bodies have been pushing that much weight around, so like yes, up to 350 pounds. You're a dude, savage. There, you just got to chisel it away. Big I there. know. This is what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah. Like, it gets me so excited when the big guys really figure this shit out because they have no. They will bring more people. They will inspire mm -hmm. more people because the, the story is their hero story. It's a, it's just a more powerful comeback story, and they're jacked. They don't know it because they've been carrying oh. around weight just like all the for football. years. Yeah, well, you know, I worked with Corey the other day, and uh, we were talking about it. And it's kind of like the equivalent. We were comparing it, you know, in work when you're going through these college academies. You go like if you're in a part-time academy, you watch two and a half full-time academies come and go in the time that you graduate one. And it's the same thing with these Vikings is you got a hundred plus pounds to lose. And you're seeing these guys that come in, drop 20, 30 pounds, get posted in and like, like, what the, dude, 
Yeah. Like I remember in the post it. I'm you know, I got all this work, all this weight, but when it happens, it's glorious. Yeah, dude. And I there's something to that because how it's like you can reach more people because your story's just so much stronger. Like, right. you know, and nothing against like guys like, okay, it took me 120 days. I lost, I did lose 50 pounds. That was pretty savage. Yeah. Okay. But like, you know, and that last, that last little bit is really hard. And like, you remember, dude, we pushed you oh. so hard at that, the end there. And I like, and that, it was, yeah. And that's where yeah. now, now looking for, like I'm missing that part. Now it's, it's the same mud. It's just different now because it's 465 grams of carbs mud, I, but I'm right there, dude. I can I'm by, uh, so I, I haven't told Kyle this, but I, I went up to, I got up to 187 and we're in the holidays. I don't know. Is this, maybe I'm being a bitch. I don't know. I'm trying to, everyone's everyone's like hungry in the holidays and i feel like me eating i'm i don't know maybe i'm oh. using an excuse i'm being a Amy, wimp amy's i want right to cut i feel awful because i'll make her breakfast and lunches and i'm kind of like hey can you have this, this and this she's like no I'm, she's at 1350 calories and i'm here i am oh my gosh what a i'm like savage. three times like two and a half times what she's eating and i feel like yeah. It's so yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's just yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm honestly, I'm in my head for sure. Like, cause I'm starting, I, you know, we worked so hard to get there and I'm up 30 pounds from my bottom, 30 something pounds. And you can see my abs. So I still actually have some vein, vascularity, which is incredible. <laughs> I still, you know, but it's starting now, like the last three or four pounds, like the puffiness mm -hmm. is uh -huh. starting to come. And I'm like, Oh, Oh shoot. Dude, so I don't know. Yeah, my vasculature is still there, but I, I'm only up seven to eight pounds, and yeah. I'm in my head because I it is like I stepped I stepped on yesterday and I stepped on today and I'm down a pound, which yep. you know, so I feel better. But at the same time, I'm looking at on the graph and everything, and even like my fitness pals yelling at me like, "Hey, you're only at 100 percent when I was at 120 at my body." So, <laughs> so yeah, because people are tracking it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, everybody here, if you, I, sh I should have mess. I, I should share my screen to go to your picture. Maybe I will do that because I think there's guys in here that are new that aren't in the app. They haven't seen your transformation. Give me a sec. Let's see if I can pull this guy, pull this off, guys. Um, here I can find it. I can find it on Instagram and just put it up there. That and that would be good. Oh, Kyle's in here. Let's go. What up, boys? Yes. Hey, this transformation was massively special to me. Ross describing his I, Whoa, look at this. Oh, yeah. It's kind of bright, like kind of drop, uh, pull the bottom. Here, the here hold on. Just listen, listen. Ross describing his experience with Superhuman Fathers. Before starting Superhuman Fathers, I was in a place that wasn't good for my family, my friends, or myself. I was constantly stressed, both physically and mentally, due to poor nutrition and lack of discipline. Since starting with Superhuman Fathers, I've taken the time to get my nutrition and exercise in alignment, which in turn has improved my mental health. My patience for my loved ones has increased, and I've been quick to apologize and forgive. Stress and anxiety have reduced significantly. Now I can patiently handle the stress. 
my self-worth has improved because I'm not worried about taking my shirt off at the beach or pool. And my wife and kids are proud of the man I've become mentally. Being a part of this group of men is remarkable. There are extremely successful men in this group. And I oftentimes reflect how truly humbling to know we are all on the same path together and willing to share tips, successes, and emotions together. This is Superhuman Fathers. This is Superhuman Fathers. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Okay, listen. I know, Kyle, I know this one is meaningful for you, bro. I know they all are, but this one is special. It's impossible. This one is special. It's impossible. <laughs> and so, and for Kyle and I and Chris, like, this is, this is, this is everything. But, you know, Kyle and Ross go back. But I remember our first – I this is I just love this. I remember I, – I always remember our first calls, like all mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. Like Ross's call, I remember our call, man. I just – I was walking around my apartment complex, and he's like, okay, he just – he was just eating it up. Okay, do this, this, this. I might have been running. I can't remember. I was trying to flex all – you know, like I was running while doing calls, you know. <laughs> I was cutting, though. So – but he, then it just was like application time. And this savage dude just, I mean, there was rarely an occasion where he was like, yeah, I, I messed up my macros. Like he was just on it and trusted and those plateaus came and he pushed through. And so before we start this, Ross, I need to know that, you know, I had not started that much, but you know, before you really, like, I remember I said something, I'm only like 90 days ahead of you or something, you know, when you started, like, I remember saying that to you. I'm just Go. over a year now in the program. I'm a year and five days. So yeah, and I, I've been counting it. My my day one was November 18th. That was the day after one year. So to me, this is this is the whole day one. This is the beginning of a new thing because not it wasn't after getting posted because I'm still it was still learning and it's still a process. And I was a long, it took me a long time. I, it took me eight months from from starting to, to get being posted. So this is. And, and that's what I'm saying is because I, you know, it's had a massive impact on my process through this because I can look at you and you're like, yeah, eight months in, like, (laughs) you know, it's been a year, but like eight months, dude, we're hungry, hungry. And so, um, just to see, and I know, on everybody and just the, your the way you open up and you share these things on zooms and and just kind of impact everybody else so just right out the gates just sending great gratitude uh, to you for what you have accomplished we're going to kind of get into let me mute everybody up here okay um so just you know starting out not not everybody's in here little background let's just get a little bit of background on ross Maybe what was it like before the program and what was the tickle? What, what, <laughs> weird what question. but like what started it all? What made you pull the trigger, bro? Wife, two boys, seven, ages seven and five, um, started a year ago. And my, what got me started was my wife and I, we, we recently made a transition. It was a year, year and a half ago. Now we moved out of state. Um, we picked up our, our home and we, sold it all and moved to Montana. So I am I am living in Northwestern Montana. I know um, Mr. Beers is around here somewhere too. Bobby Beers, I think he's in a Montana guy somewhere. Um, I love that guy. 
So we moved and we lived in our trailer for two months prior. Our house wasn't ready. So our plan was to live in our fifth wheel until the, uh, the house is ready. And I've known Kyle from work. Uh, we worked in the same battalion for a while. We've run into each other through trainings and always recognized his fitness. And, you know, one of the guys was always crushing it. So it, it wasn't a surprise. And then I'm scrolling through the Instagram feed one morning and overslept. Kids are making a bunch of noise. Wife's working in the trailer. I'm just being a grouchy a-hole. Scrolling through, you know, go to the bathroom and try to hide for a couple of minutes and scrolling through Instagram. And here's a picture of Kyle with um, one of our coworkers. And they're both just shredded in the picture. I'm like, holy shit, who is, you know, who is this? So I start scrolling through and it, it's Kyle and it's, it's Superhuman Fathers. It's this program. So I start going through. Here's another guy we work with. Here's a couple more guys in the early years of it getting posted and all this, you know, good information coming from it. I contact Kyle. Um, I'm driving somewhere and I supposed to call it. He gets a call. He tries calling me back. I was busy and I, I sat on it. And then a couple more, a couple weeks later, pops back up in my feed. It, it was just destined to happen again. And I, I kind of get on board with it. I see that Whitney's doing a thing. I get my, talk to my wife about it. She's unhappy where she is. And Next thing you know, we're on a call with Kyle and Whitney and they lay out the program for us and we're all in. So it was just being unhappy where we were in life. It was like, like I said earlier, not being happy, taking a shirt off anywhere, just being embarrassed, being tired and lethargic, not being a good role model to my kids, being short with my wife. It just wasn't good. So had a change. I, I, I love it. Okay. Well, and you just love that. You say quite a change. So let's let's go into it. I mean, I mean, you can list shit off, sure, <laughs> but me too, bro. But uh, maybe let's just we'll, we'll just throw that question out, man. How how has the program changed your life? Maybe we'll start so, with like the biggest thing, and then you can break down some other things. But would you like when you think Superhuman Fathers program, what would you tell someone it would do for them, or at least what it did for you? It's hard because everyone's going to notice the physical change. And that's, that's the hardest part. But to me, that's not, that is not the biggest change. It's more of the mental aspect of it. Even today, two hours ago, I, I have a, our only vehicle right now is broken down in the parking lot. And we had to get a ride to the house. Like the gods are against this call. I swear. Um, but <laughs> trying to trouble the resistance, it's real. Try and troubleshoot it. This my truck breaking down in a parking lot with kids in a Costco run. My parents are here. Everyone wants to help. And no one, no one knows what's going on. But just having the, the patience of just taking a deep breath and stepping back and not blowing up like my old self would have is the biggest side of this thing. So to me, it's the patience for the loved ones is by far, in a way, the biggest change and gain or win for anyone in this program. The, the smallest things, it, it's going to, it's a constant evolving process, just like the body. The mind is going to be constantly evolving and it, it goes kudos to the superhuman scholars. I mean, we're trying to grow and evolve and it's not just the physical evolution that we need to take part in. I love that. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Like, because you, so you said a couple things, but what specifically or parts of your life 
um, are, are you talking about when you're saying patience and, and energy, like where were you lacking it and where, where are you seeing it now? Everywhere. Everyone's was lacking it everywhere before. Um, yeah. Lacking it at work with my patients, lacking it with coworkers, lacking it with my loved ones, my family members, everyone just using whatever excuse I can grab a hold of for the personal shortcomings that I was experiencing. Whereas now digging deeper, I'm not trying to use any shortcoming. I quicker to apologize and be um, just, you know what? My bad, I, I handled this wrong or for reacting this way and trying to move forward from there. So it's, I don't think I have it by any means figured out now, but it's a constant evolution trying to get better with it, it's for sure. Okay, I love this. Now, now I'm just using the universe here, okay? So what was your perspective on the future? before this program and how has your perspective on the future changed? Uh, it's changed drastically. Um, future was just kind of whatever comes my way, you know, like I'll just, I kind of have some goals in mind. Um, since this program, I've addressed a lot of other things and talking with some of the guys in other groups um, and Kyle in the past, it's, I've addressed so I've, had so many shortcomings exposed during this process, physical, mental, uh, my financial house is a mess. And these are all things that now that I've stripped away, I'm tackling one by one. So having the strength to accomplish more and lay out a path to take care of this is what's uh, changed the most. So um, instead of just kind of whatever happens, I now have goals and deadlines set for myself and for my family, this changed drastically. And the ultimate goal is to be with my loved ones more. So that's that's what my my end goal is with this. So that's beautiful, man. I I felt a lot of the same thing as something that you say too, like one by one. It's like you're not impatient anymore with yourself. No. You, no. you know, you have such confidence, you're like, oh yeah, this can take a lifetime. That's fine. The trend trend yeah. is your friend. Yeah. And I'm already him. And so I see that in you too. Like yeah. your countenance is totally different than the first moment, you know? And and so when you walk into a room, and I'm getting some weird questions. I did not prepare you for these questions. Okay. I sent them questions, but when, <laughs> when you walk into a room now and with a, with a group of people, what's your perspective? And how's it changed? It, and maybe it, why? It's different in a couple of different ways. So um, with work, with people I know, I'm reintroducing myself because a couple of people don't even recognize me. I ran into a <laughs> so good. and he looked at me funny after I like grabbed him by the shoulder and like, hey, it's, it's me, Frost, where we work together for on the same apparatus on the same shift for a while. So um my my interactions with people I've known for a long time is they're a little perplexed and what's changed and why it's changed. Um, especially my family before my, my even my mom's made comments of like I miss my old Ross where it's the same guy. My wife says that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Not fluffy anymore. My parents said that I died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but they needed it. 
And uh, people that are new, that I meet new now, um, I, I think they see a little more confidence or someone that's a little more um, confident in themselves, in, in myself, than my one year and five day ago, Ross. So um, just being asked at work to guys wanting to interact or have me at their station, whereas before is like, uh, you know, trying to bid somewhere that the desire to be around each other is, is increased. So that's good. Um, more opportunity at work, more opportunity in my personal life. So I, it's contributed directly to the program because it's changed who I have been. Ross ain't getting picked picked last for kickball anymore. No, second to last for volleyball. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that is, Ross? Yeah, I know. Obviously, fitness wise, do you feel like you have a new perspective on other people now? Like on yeah. how you look at other people, and what is what is the difference? Man, these are getting deep and weird. Let's go. I'm, I like I'm just let's dig let's dig in here. So it's funny because it does. We yep. we just I think two weeks before I got posted is the first time I, I joined a personal gym since probably junior high. So my wife and I we joined back in July and there's a there's a worker there who's absolute she's a shit brick house and she's she's stacked she's a an Amazon if you will. But we kind of like looked at each other and then the afterwards on the ride home we're like. Like, imagine the, the dedication and discipline she has to, to maintain a physique. And it's looking at it that way. And not only the ones that are, are willing to put in the work and dedication and discipline that she has, but on the complete opposite side, you're looking at friends that I've had for years of like, dude, just if you got your shit together 80% of the time, drastic changes. So it's... It's just taking that accountability and discipline. And that's that to me, it's being more aware of the discipline side of things. And it, it's true. They make, you know, six packs are made in kitchens. And that's my diet was such a mess prior to Kyle pointing it out to me. Um, and that first I was initially at 2250 for calories. And I remember talking to Kyle in the gym one day about it. And I was super pumped on it. I liked 2250. It was it was a good mix of everything. And I was getting pissed about four to six months in on these calls. And you guys were cutting people and, hey, let's get ready for the cut. And here I am still at 2250. Fuck. Like, I want to do that. I want to be cutting. And at one point, it just turned into, no, fuck that. I'm going to get posted at 2250, which now I know it wasn't going to ever happen. But um, <laughs> it, it just changes the, the mindset of it is – I think some of the brain chemistry changes with your fats and everything being at where they're supposed to be versus not being overloaded on everything. You're not drunk on food anymore. Yeah. You're looking at everyone. You're not looking at anybody selfishly. You just love, you just loving them. It's so cool, man. Kyle is emotional. I see him crying. I need him to say what he's thinking, please. Kyle, would you share with Ross how much either you love him or what you <laughs> is on your mind? Because it needs to be shared, please. All right, man, I've been all over this, uh, this idea all day, all day. I've been writing about it, trying to pick this apart. Ryan, Ryan obviously has a whole angle on this thing, but I feel like, like, that's what we do. We take a man 
and we build a foundation on which he can build his discipline. Because yeah. discipline in and of itself, it can't stand. There has to be purpose and reason. There has to be philosophical ideas. There has to be an understanding of what's at stake. There has to be an understanding of what, what the trade-off is here. And there has to be a decision made as whether it's worth it or not. Once you have those questions asked, now we can just go. Problem is, sometimes it takes some time to answer those questions through some experimentation. That's why a lot of guys, it takes a little time to get this thing rolling. Sometimes, I tell you guys, it took me three years to figure this out. Why we're trying to compress it. All the shit that I learned over the course of three years trying to figure out how to get my body right. We do it in less than 100 days for some guys. And, you know, a guy like Ross, who was, who was a little, had a little extra on him, takes a little longer. But that's beside the point is if you really think about the guys that now follow through, there, there's a belief system that has changed. And I'm looking at this, having this discipline on top of this foundation of we've got our surface reasons, which are like taking my shirt off at the pool surface reason good reason um you know i want to be more athletic for my job ross like i want to be a better fireman i want to be able to perform right? right and then like i want to be an example for my family we're like climbing the ladder of more powerful purpose i want to give my wife you know an epic body in their husband that they can look at and have fun with <laughs> right like that's a mm -hmm. that's a gift those are your surface reasons and then you have what Ryan was talking about, this countenance, this presence, this presence of the man that walks in a room and has a vibration that's different. That presence, that power, that right to speak, the moral authority is earned through your discipline. So, so it feeds back on itself. So what that means is now realize if you let go of the rope today, you're not going to have that power today at the capacity that you would if you would have got your ass up, got to the gym, controlled your nutrition, and controlled your emotional reactions. That's the cost. That's the price you pay to be a leader of men or a leader of your family at a high level. And I believe, take this wherever you want, that without that follow-through without that discipline we actually lose connection to the guiding force of god or the universe we actually weaken that ability to connect if you tie that into your decision making i don't want to lose that power i need that i need to be guided and i want to show up like a force of nature with power in my voice Self-respect, 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 self-respect. You don't respect a man that quits. You don't. You go, oh, that guy's a quitter. But you do respect a man that does hard shit, follows through, and is ultimately dependable. Braveheart, motherfuckers. You, you respect those guys. So whenever something's hard, ever, just do it because you earn respect. Not for any result, not for any other reason than the fact that if you saw somebody do that, you'd be like, damn, that's a badass. You want to feel that way about you. So if that was the only reason to have discipline, just that, worth it. Worth it. Because a man that respects himself loves himself. A man that loves himself can love others. 
man that doesn't respect himself hey. or love himself, guess what? Nobody else does either. Can't. You see, see what's at stake here? We keep talking about what's at stake, understanding what's at stake with your decisions. And then the last one that I've been chewing on is that increasing capacity to suffer, which increases your capacity to handle your pain at the level that it's at so that you can add more stress to yourself and rise and thrive. And so what happens when our discipline wanes, when we decide not to, we become weak. When we become weak, our pain swallows us. When we're strong and we build ourselves with our discipline, we use the pain for fuel. It powers us. It's so good, dude. It's a trigger for selfishness or selflessness, depending on our preparation. Savage. So now you see why Michael Davis has got something. You can take it one step further. Not grinding to live at our highest vibration doesn't just disconnect us. It is offensive to God and the universe. Our obligation is to use this gift of life to the best of our ability. Dude, that like, like our obligation to take hold of this this opportunity. I love that. Um, but you see what we're doing here? We're building reasons when shit gets hard that we can pull from keep us on track and the last thing build the chasm build the canyon so there's there's a canyon you can build between the man that you are and the route that you're going compared to the man that ultimately follows through with what he said he's going to do is clear on a plan follows through every day for years what route does that go compared to the route that you're going and look at the size of that canyon and the difference of the lives in your life your family's life and all the thousands of people that will or will not be inspired by your change. Stack this. Put your discipline on top of it. And if you understand those principles, you'll follow the fuck through. I learned that this from watching Ross. Ross. I learned that from <laughs> watching Ross do his <laughs> shit, man. And look at what's his story? He wanted to drop calories and we're like, no. And he finds the, <laughs> this isn't about the weight loss. This isn't about it. Although it was happening still, but it was about living discipline and loving everyone else with his savage follow through because the meaning was attached. Okay. Ross, do you have anything to say? Cause I have another question, but if there's something no, no. on the tip of your I tongue, please share because this is this is about you, Kyle. Anything else on this? The lot to tie it up. Because I'm about to change it a little bit. Change it up, dog. That was. Let's go. Do you guys? Do you guys feel that? I mean, what? This is incredible. I just got off a call too with uh, two new guys. One I'm Justin and Serge is here. Serge is in. I don't know if Justin's in here, but um, Serge, welcome. We love you, bro. Uh, and it's gonna be epic. Um, but okay, Ross. So I know it was, dude, just like I remember, man, there were some moments, not only in your process, in my process, there's there, the resistance shows up. Mm -hmm. It's just gonna, he comes for you. So, what do you think the, the most difficult, what was the most difficult part of this program? And how did you overcome it? 
Um, I, look, looking back on it now, I mean, like like I said, it's also been a couple months of since my post, and I think if you were to get me deep in the cut, you did get me deep in the cut. There was many weeks where I told you I don't think I can do this. I need more calories. I'm not going to do it at work or whatever it was. Um, that you, you finally you, earned it. And Matt's or uh, Kyle's little captain Matt was telling me, "Oh, Kyle was such a bitch at 1,400 calories." Like it, it all it happens to all of us, and it's just one of those things that I think that is where your body is. It's wanting to shut down, but it's more than enough. You're you're very capable of doing it. Um, your, your mind and brain are a strong muscle that's just fighting back. It's just another flex that it's it doesn't want to change. And as soon as you you stress it out enough that it's gonna eventually weaken and you can do it and you know that you're capable of it. We everyone here is capable of it. We've all we've done hard stuff before and it's the continuous stressing of the body throughout this whole process, especially in the beginning, beating those, um, those bad habits and little addictions that you have, you don't realize that are so deep set and rooted and breaking those down, I think is what starts helping along the way. Um, to me, that was yeah, so what angle did you take? Like, let's dig deeper into that. So you're in that position how were you able to let go or, I or to it continue? Out. Was it self-talk? I I built yeah. a chicken shed at one point. I built another chicken shed slash shed. I just stayed out of any place that had food <laughs> for a long time. Um, I worked out in the gym. I would go walk on the treadmill until it was chow. I drink walk. Like it was just, I, I had to do something to occupy myself and my brain. And that's what, that's how I conquered it was habit just just find something else to focus on yeah so like you know it's it's it is symbolic too um when you get to that point other than just like being totally selfless because you don't have to feed yourself you're just like i'll just go build a chicken shed i don't have to eat i'll just freaking right. work you gotta do it anyways and make <laughs> but, else happen yeah it's on the list yeah. to do so might as well knock it out but but there's something to be said about like just letting go just letting go yeah because you just let it go you just, and it bleeds because all of a sudden you have inconvenience that shows up in your life maybe an argument with your wife or you forgot something or your car won't start or whatever and you're like oh look, i'm hungry <laughs> like mm -hmm. usually the hunger would make you hangry but you're kind of just like this is life i'm just going through and i'm just going to be wise through all of it you know, I'm just going to be whatever shows up. You just flow. I don't know. Did you get to a point where you were feeling like that or, you know, yeah, I, I think from when you guys, when I was cut from 2000 to 1850 for calorie wise, that was uh -huh. the first time that the hunger was a constant thing and it became yeah. normal, a normal thing. And that I, I remember either video messaging you or texting you through the app that it's now a comforting thing to know that I'm hungry. Like when after a meal, when I'm not hungry, it's concerning because I might've messed something up. I'm, I might not have calculated something right or done. It's, it's now a normal that you, it's almost like a blanket that the hunger is there. You know, you're getting enough intake, but it, this pain is okay. And that's, 
the, the suffering that we all speak of or the pain of someone else, it, it's, it's a comfortable thing. It's, you're going to be fine. I, I miss it now. Hey, what about like, when you're like, I just, you know, I just can't, you know, I mean, I, things are just really stressful right now. And it's just too much on my plate right now. I just, I think I'm just going to have to do this later. And this is exactly what we're talking about with building self-respect, like building, building the man that is unstoppable, undaunted from what he said he was going to do. And is like, I will die before I don't follow through. I will die. And it's like, of course, this isn't going to be convenient. Of course, this is going to suck. I might die. That's okay. I accept that. Like, that's the man that you have to be when you're truly living with purpose. Living for something you would die for. That's all we want. That is what we want as men, as warriors, to have a purpose that we will die for. And when you can tie great purpose into small things, like, damn, your integrity. Like, if you're like, no, I'm not eating that shit. I said I wouldn't. I will literally die because I said I would do that. Mm-hmm. If I don't follow through, I'm trading my integrity for a nummy num num like a baby. Right? So now we're tying <laughs> death into our commitment. Like, damn, that starts to get to be some serious commitment. I don't know who talked about it first, but those nummy nums, it, I look at them now, is, is this an opportunity to level up? Like, I think it was either Ryan or Oxygen. Like, is this an opportunity to be my best self? No. It absolutely. And that's for anyone that's not been around firehouses, constant opportunity to be numbing numb fat camp. And it is, you just got to conquer it. And it is just tie it to something. You're not going to die from not having a rice crispy treat or a cookie or whatever it is that you're going to try to snack on. You're, you're not going to die. You know how it tastes. It, it's not going to change anything. You know exactly how that maple bar tastes. Like don't, you don't need to fucking do that. This is, this is beautiful. This is, and like, if you are listening to this and you're new and you're kind of like, you guys sound like you have eating disorders. Okay. <laughs> totally this do. has nothing to do. Yeah, well, we do actually, but this has, <laughs> this has nothing. nothing I have a, I have do. a disorder. I have a, but, uh, my disorder is fear of being a fat average man in every yes. aspect of my life, not being elite at everything that I do and taking advantage of every yes. opportunity that God puts within my reach. Restraint. restraint restraint and i have a, i i have I, I have a fear of becoming a weak man for sure because it's it's so slippery and sly and it's it can easy. trick you it's, it's not even selfish easy. it's not even selfish though because the weak man can't serve man i have to serve i have can't to serve. we have to we have to step up and so we have to protect ourselves from that slimy slick liar that tries to take away our potential. You know, a lot of our guys, this is a common uh, nightmare that people get is instead of using my, my nightmares used to be like, uh, you know, I was going to die in my dream. My, my nightmares, I, I didn't hit my macros. <laughs> Does that mean I'd rather die than not hit my macros? Let's go. Anyways, that's beautiful. Okay, Ross, let's dig into the firehouse a little more. There's, I know that there's something there that we haven't touched on. I don't, I don't know what it is yet, but I, I want to dig because there's, there's a family dynamic in there and there's also respect and there's alpha, beta and whatever. 
your experience in the firehouse around all these savages or so-called savages i was never a firefighter but i look to you guys like savages okay i try to act like i, I know what that shit is the regular guy. but <laughs> but you're in there what's the response as you begin this to what you're doing what's the response you're receiving from all the guys was it positive negative on the way and was there a change in their response to what you were doing and if so what was that so when i first started i was on days off so i work eight days at the firehouse sometimes 10 and then 10 days off so talk about savage yeah. 10 days it might be stupid not savage um so Psycho. we started here the wife and i we set everything up with wing and kind of kind of had a week of a run here at the house and that was the big thing you know i i amazon to scale to my station i amazon some roll fast burn so I was, I was ready to go when i got there and that first morning when i threw the scale out and started measuring cottage cheese and granola and fruit everyone just kind of looked at me like what the hell and for those who don't know if you want to know what any latest diet or workout fad is you can go to a fire station because there's probably two guys that are trying it atkins uh bulletproof coffee <laughs> keto working out with whatever so it was kind of one of those things that you know i got a couple eye rolls and it, it wasn't a big deal and so my first cycle at work was fine it they just kind of looked at me funny like hey you know are you gonna weigh your water or you know you know it was kind of the jokes of how much does lettuce weigh and they're weighing all kinds of things with the scale um when i came back so it would have been about 18 days later, I was down 10, 10 pounds. It was noticeable um, because a couple of guys have asked. And I was explaining to them what I was doing. I was working with Kyle and, you know, again, a couple eye rolls and, you know, way of the Triscuit or whatever it is. So after about a month, I had a couple of guys asking me about what I was doing between the workouts and the food, the macro counting. And then I had a couple of the guys that are trying to get hired Hey, can you help me? You know, I'm, I'm going to do what you're doing. I'm going to start tracking. And I, I showed my fitness pal and just kind of, Hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, and we, we kind of just play with numbers, whatever, or just track your food. That was kind of my biggest thing to the guys. Just put your food in, set a calorie goal for 2000 or 2,500 calories and just track what you're doing today and see how far off you are. So again, a month into it, no, nothing really changed two months in. I think three, I'm sorry, five out of six guys on my shift were all weighing their food. Guys on other shifts were wearing their food. I was down about 20 pounds at that point. So they, they knew obviously something was up. Um, still doing, keeping up, if not exceeding a lot of the younger, more fit guys on the group workouts, which was great because that was always, I you know, I try to keep up and then take a nap most of the day afterwards, just be spent because I was just so out of shape. So able to keep up with them and, and, um, just maintain essentially, and now excelling, uh, doing a lot better. I've changed stations since then. And now I was helping a couple guys just calculate where their, their macros would be. So it's, it's changed. I think the level of respect has changed just due to know how tight I'm staying with stuff. Walking past the crumble cookies and the donuts and everything else that laid out every day and grabbing an apple or a banana and then walking back out. It, 
selfishly I'm doing it because I know I in a moment of weakness or temptation I would definitely crush one but taking the uh the higher road if you will and walking away from his what's crazy in the firehouse is like you have to make that decision every time you see it it's not like like yeah you're like okay I'm not going to eat one today but every time you walk past that damn counter you're like should I eat one and you have to actually consciously make the decision every single time you walk in there which is like 70 times a day right or or, or wait till you're you're slightly sleep deprived or 3 a.m you've been running nine days into his 10 day shift okay after yeah. like some gnarly call right Stress. add that to the mix right yeah yeah there's plenty of opportunities where yeah it would be easy to take a spoonful or a bite or you know eat one of the quarters of a donut or in a box so yeah and I've turned into a full pie vampire in the middle of just like, I'll be talking discipline for like weeks and killing it. And then at the firehouse in the middle of the night, all of a sudden I just, I literally will just inhale three pies. And I'm like, what the, what just happened? I'm like, I, I, I apologize to Ryan now because I think I texted him. Hey, the best part about, what's that, Corey? Go ahead, Corey. I was just going to say the best part about, the box of donuts in the fire station is the diet knife that everybody puts in there where you cut it into quarters you cut a sliver off yeah you, you cut a sliver off but everybody ends up eating the whole donut they just did it over eight trips eight passes through the kitchen they, instead of take a look. instead of just powering the whole thing but the the trend now in the firehouse is you'll never see anybody eat the donuts but they'll all be gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's turned into it's turned into jerking off. Can you Hiding. see this? Hiding. By yourself. Um, what what were you saying, Corey? That's hilarious, dude. What what were you saying, Ross? You said that you had to apologize or something. To- oh, I well, along with the pie thing, the pie vampire. Yeah, I think I I texted you when I think I. I lost my shit because I had some toddler and it was just like, I couldn't resist it. It was, I think it was like day six, just did an evening workout to get out of the kitchen during it while this was all being made. And I walked in and there it was. Lo and behold, I had like two spoonfuls and, or uh, like servings of it. And yeah, oh, I fucked it up. And it, it, it is the going through it and coming that far is the mental anguish of it is especially when you're already mentally stressed with being low on calories, being into a cut and hearing that, you know what, it's okay. You didn't fuck it up. Just get after it tomorrow. And understanding that, that let's go ruin your six months of progress by having two portions or two scoops of a cobbler. Look look at Rhett. Look at Rhett's video. Rhett, you see Rhett's? He's got the knife in there with uh, crumble cookies. He's on chip. He's on- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it, dude. Uh, you firefighters, dude. You guys are savages. Amazing. <laughs> so- <laughs> Amazing. Digging down a little more, Ross. Because it's a long eight months. Yeah. And 
and, and you do, it's going to happen. You're going to screw up. What is your reaction to that now compared to before? It, it's and failure. It's the same way that you treat, you know, your loved, your loved ones, and your family, you, you got to forgive yourself and move on and don't dwell on it. Don't bring it up and just keep, Hey, it was one time. It will it happen again, probably, but not for a long time. And I'm not going to make that same mistake. I'm not going to feel that weakness coming in or allow that to creep back into my head when it is, it, you know, just grow from it and learn and move on. And that's, that's the thing is, and I think I was joking with Corey the other day, like someone made popcorn at the station. He's like, Oh, I think I fucking blew it with, you know, he had like a small bowl of popcorn. I'm like, dude, you're just going to be, you're gonna have a better pump tomorrow. Like you're fine. Like, it's not going to kill you or you'll be better for it tomorrow. Like if that's the worst thing that happened, you know, don't, don't beat yourself up over it and just count it in next time. Can I ask you guys a yeah, question as a, as a group? I have a question for you. Have you ever eaten so much that, that, that you puke in your sleep and it wakes you up? Has that ever happened to anyone? Where you get acid reflex and you puke in your sleep? No. Like I don't, I don't think that ever even happened to me to Pizza Boy, dude. I don't know. With alcohol. <laughs> with Kyle, alcohol, I think my no food. My dog Moose does that sometimes. <laughs> well, hey, call me Moose. Call me Moose, because that happened to me. That's Julie, a good nickname. Yeah, I was just curious because I think my body's so accustomed to like eating healthy now that like if I eat some shit, not even a ton, like I, I get like acid reflux and stuff. And yeah, I, st I straight up puked in my sleep. I woke up and I puked in my mouth and I was like, I just puked in my mouth. And then I, <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. But I was, I didn't, I was half asleep. So I just swallowed it. And I was just like. Yo, aspirated. You almost died like a drunk from food. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. I don't know. I guess I'm the only one. I was just curious because I was gonna like, if 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 like 20 of you guys raise your hand, I was gonna make that some some content. I was gonna be like, I know you guys are puking in your sleep, but I guess not. It's just me. <laughs> Glad I didn't put that out. Uh, uh, Red so, says he's done it when pounding wings. Okay, so, there you go. You know. Oh, 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 Ramon's got it. Ramon's got Ramon's it. Ramon's done it. Yep. There you go. See? Well, but, my fellow, my fellow binger. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. Because like Ross said, it's the, the, the fake self, whatever, the resistance would normally come in and shame, you know. And now he just felt he just already felt like like Corey was like, ah, oh, popcorn. It's you're out of character now yeah. like stop stop if there's anything and this might resonate ross i don't know because we got to figure out when the switch flipped but if there's anything do not try to to be that man you are that man stop trying to be the fat guy who's trying to get skinny or, or buff stop Dude, it dp says put me in the hospital for three days What are you talking about, Kyle? <laughs> so, <laughs> someone notes, dude. Someone, you guys are still on, they're still on the pew. 
I'm trying to be all impactful here. And they're Sorry, still talking I'm interrupting. About you. Why Colton, I've done it with bottomless loop your floats at Red Robin. <laughs> 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 that's actually the worst idea ever bottomless root beer flows hey it's all you can drink you're like this is amazing i'm gonna get my money's worth oh my god that's we're so dumb we are so dumb like i am i'm no different I'm like, I'm like all right we're we're starting a new cut tomorrow so we better carve up and then i'm like i think i just ate 17 pounds of cereal and then then i then i freaking in my sleep i'm like why would I do that to myself? Seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh my gosh. So I had six with my dinner. Okay. Um, okay, I was talking to Justin and um Serge before this, and I mentioned how there's so much power in this group because you can say something that would like humiliate you in front of normal humans. Like right. where you're like, I would never say that shit. And then you can say it. And then you just see these hands slowly come up, like, like, okay, like, like I mean, it was all quiet. It was all quiet a second ago like, when hey. was shocked when Kyle's like, "Are you throwing up in your mouth?" And then he says it, and then slowly all these hands are coming yeah. up. Actually. Listen, I still struggle. I'm just very consistent, but I still struggle. I have moments still where I have these like crazy binge moments where I'm like, I, I like, <laughs> out, dude. and like, but I mean, shit, dude. Look at this shit, right? Like I struggle, but yet we can do this. We can do this. You can live this yep. way and still be a normal human that fucks up sometimes. I ain't perfect, right? So so this is just about being disciplined and consistent. And then when you fuck up, you just stop. And you're just like, what? We're not going that route. We're not going there. Out of character. It's out of character. And then you just, you kind of laugh at it, dude. You really do. You're just like, that. That was fucking crazy. Like, what just happened? Like, okay, <laughs> reset button. All right, let's get back in the game. It's all good. But see, what does the rest of the world do? I know, I knew I we couldn't do this. I knew I was a failure. I told myself that. I'll start again on yeah, Monday. Total bitch. Yeah. yeah. No, just start yeah. now. Just, just start now. You know? Anyway. Yep. Just, we're getting we're we're we're, we're getting, good. I'm wasting yeah, Ross's time. He's supposed to tell stories and no, no, wasting no, time. no, this is so good. He creates this. That you understand, humans here. You understand when you have this man, this many men on a high vibration get together, you can't help but just enjoy yourself. You can't, you can't help but just connect. We feel connection, a high vibration. We're brothers. I have met. I don't even know anyone on this call. Have I met you in person? Like, have we met in person? I don't know. I maybe one. I don't. You're, and I feel like I, I would just hug you and say thank you <laughs> if I saw you, like my brother. I've never met Ross. I would die for Ross. Yep. 100%. You know, I'll like meet you with all you guys. And this is the power. So, well, this goes into our last question, and then we will open up for questions. <laughs> I, um, I, I got a pretty hard stop at six. So we got to be, you know, if there are questions, we might have to just put them in the chat. Um, but you're just starting this program, let's say. Okay. Give advice to yourself. Just stay consistent. 
stay consistent with everything you do. Uh, the workouts, the diet, the, it, it's funny because even a new thing, like I, I was listening to with, uh, you know, as things have progressed, like the, the wake ups, I had a ton of excuses why I shouldn't wake up early. Uh, two or three wake ups, I've gone for eight days. My first two to three days at home, I'll, I'll catch up on my sleep then. And I'm up at five o'clock on my first days home. I'm up at five o'clock at the stations. Um, just getting consistent with all of it. And I, I've noticed a drop off in stuff. Just I, I feel rushed or I'll feel behind. And there's been a couple of times where I have overslept my alarm and I, I don't have the stones to put. I don't post a lot of stuff anyways, but. I'm just playing catch up for the rest of the day, even though I'm on track with everything. And it is, it's just one of those things that it's become a norm norm now that when you don't follow through with it, you feel off and you're, you're at a different level. It's not, it's not right. So just the consistency I think is key with all of that. And if the new guys understand that with just stay consistent with your macros, um, stay consistent with the workouts. Hey, you know what? You went over a little bit on it, rain it back in and stay consistent. Just don't give up on it and don't give yourself the excuse for the out to I'll start on Monday or I'll do better next time or whatever it is. Next Thanksgiving, I'll dial it in, but just get it. Just stay consistent with it. And the results will speak for themselves. Um, and when you say the results speak for yourself for themselves, you guys, consistency equals impact. Look at the men that he was around in the fire station. What did they do? Like that, you can feel good today for yourself if you live like the elite you, even if you were a shitbag for 10 days before. Like you can feel rad, but are people gonna look at you and are you gonna impact them? You do, you are consistent for everyone else. That's why you're consistent because you can find it, man. You can connect to the universe. Right now, I could have been a shitbag for a year, but if I kick ass today, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to find it. I'm going to connect to the universe. But will I have had any impact? No. Can I feel as fulfilled as I could have? No. Well, and so. I love it, man. It's okay, like, we have questions. I want to just say, oh, Kyle, wait, Kyle, did you have, no, no. Did you have a statement though, Kyle? You need to say whatever you're going to say. Okay. I, I'll hold on as long as we need. Go. Okay. What were you going to say? Go. Okay, so there are some people that have been in this process since, since very close to the beginning that like superhuman fathers will be built off of like their backs. Ross is one of those people like Ross went Let's against go. the grain in the firehouse when everyone's like, Oh, why don't you pay me? I'll teach you how to do something. You're going to pay someone to teach you how to do this. This is all the fat guys telling you, do you, Oh, right. you're going to pay someone. Why don't you just do it yourself? Oh, I'm not going to take your advice. You financial advice. advice. Yeah. 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 Like if I take your advice, am I going to look like you? Cause I, I don't, I don't take advice from people who aren't living it, but I just want to say to Ross, you made the impossible happen and you made it um, accessible and achievable to a lot of people that had doubt and now they have hope. And hope is everything. Hope is what you delivered to your wife when you made this change. 
You gave her hope. Look at the future that we have, honey. Look what I created for you. So now your wife looks at you and she's calmer, less stress, less anxiety, because she's like, I have hope for the future because I know Ross has me. He's got me. He's proving it. And then you give hope to us to show us what's possible. Hope to the men in the firehouse around you. You become a beacon for hope. And a beacon for hope, what is it? What do you do? You take belief from yourself because now you, you don't have to believe anymore. You know, and you take it and you implant it in others so that they can make changes. And I mean, this is the whole purpose of this, why this was built in the first place. So thank you for stepping up um, and taking thank a step you. in the dark and taking a chance. And thank you for leading the way and being a good role model. All of you guys, everyone, it's not just Ryan and Kyle. It's, it's the whole brotherhood here. It, it really is. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. So, I mean, Corey, we know something's coming. Everybody just be quiet. Yeah. This will be our, this is our closer. Let's go! Our closer. That's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure. Um, I apologize in advance if uh, this winds up getting a little emotional, but uh, Ross, I've had the chance to work with you um, a couple of times recently since we've both been a part of uh, Superhuman Fathers. And, and I've, I've said some of these things to you, but maybe not to this depth. <clears throat> and for those of you that don't know, Ross, Kyle, and I, we all work for the same fire department. And I was, Ross worked at a neighboring fire station. Uh, he still does, but he was, we were next door neighbors as far as fire stations go. And I would see him on calls and, you know, it was, it was impossible not to notice that something was going on, that, that Ross was, was doing something and changing every time I saw him and I would go like a week or two um, in between seeing him and that's when uh, you know I, I would ask him and I understand why he would give me this answer it's because all the a-holes in the firehouse that like hey I'm not your good good friend we're not crew members so I'm not going to give you my secrets or I'm not going to open myself up to um, it, you, you to hammer me you know, I'm not, I'm not free game for you to hammer me. So when he, he lost probably about 30 pounds or so. And finally, one day I said, dude, what are you doing? And at this point, you know, we didn't know each other. Well, I wasn't in the program yet. And all he said was, oh, just move more, eat less, you know, move more, eat less. So he didn't tell me about superhuman fathers because he probably thought I was just going to be another fat asshole looking to jump on the bandwagon or not the bandwagon, but, but just throw stones at him. Right. To just talk shit and, and be like, Oh, what are you doing? That's so lame. And, you know, just be one of those guys. But I was genuinely interested and it was just move more, eat less. Ah, so I blew it off. So another guy comes to work over time at my fire station and I see him weighing his food. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing this thing. You know, like everyone's kind of shy at the firehouse. They, they don't want to, we're all type A's 
and you, we don't want to admit that we have insecurities and that we, you know, need help and all that kind of stuff. So um, ah, I'm just doing this thing. So finally, I just kind of probed. And then it was then that it was Brian Roberts where he goes, yeah, that's what Ross has been doing. And I went, wait a second. That's what Ross has been doing. Because by this time, Ross had lost like 40 pounds and like the transformation was just undeniable. It wasn't like he was on some fad diet. There, like something changed, something big changed. And it was, it was that. I knew nothing about superhuman fathers, but it was the example that Ross had already set that made me go, holy shit, like he was a big guy like me. And look what he's done. I can do this. And I had no idea the rest of the stuff that superhuman fathers would provide. I had no idea about the, the focus on marriage, kids, being a father. Like I thought it was just a weight loss thing. So I looked it up and I saw Kyle and I was like, look at this guy. Like, I'll never be like that guy, this fucking shredded guy, just yelling at people, calling them bitches and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, and I called Kyle because of because of Ross. And I still didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, and then as as my journey began, it was Ross's constant example that told me every day. I can do this. So thank you, brother. Love you. Changed thank my you. Life. Changed my family's life. This program has and monsters like you in it. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. Let me say something real quick. So you know now, you know, you know who's hurting. You can see it in their eyes. You can feel it in a presence. You know. You know. Don't doubt it. You know, man. If that guy's 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight, it probably bothers him every single day. For those of you who only are just dad botted out a little bit, how much that bothers you? Just a little dad bod? Can you imagine? Just think of that pain and, and realize, like, you're it. You might be their only hope. Massive. That's a great way to finish this off. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Corey. Uh, I think we better shut it down and go. Uh, Michael Davis has his hands up. I, I, I'm going to let I, – I, I, I texted everybody. We're good. Go for it, Michael. <laughs> you can say one. You can say what you're going to say. It's Corey, that was so beautiful. I'm emotional. Thank you, guys. And that's, that's what I was going to say. Just everybody go. If you're new here, right, and you're just not sure if you can do it, listen to Corey's story. What if Ross hadn't done it? What if Ross had gone after the cupcakes, right? Maybe Corey's family's life wouldn't be – it is so amazingly powerful to know that you really can change the lives of children, right? I, I mean, Corey's kids' lives are going to be different because Ross – said yes to himself and so ross thank you for the example thank you for following through 
and and for all the people that are going to be affected by not only your transformation but Corey's transformation, right? So if you're new here, just know that this is literally that interview's coming. Watch out! <laughs> this is literally one of the most impactful things you will ever do while you're breathing on this planet. So thank you, Corey, and thank you, Ross. And what is thank that you, impactful Michael. thing? What is that? It's conquering your demons. The darker, the more pain, be grateful for it because it gives you more impact if you respond to it the right way. If you're hurting, thank you. Thank you for hurting. Now show me how to respond to it this week. Be like Ross, be like Corey, be like Michael. Everyone spoke today, be like Kyle. I'm gonna be like them. Let's go. See you guys. Beautiful. Good night, everybody. Thank you. See you, Sergio. Welcome. Night. Damn, that was fire. Hey, sorry. One last. I don't want to hang up. I'm, I'm lingering. One last thing. Oh. There's any guys that are travelers or commuters or whatever for their work that travel a lot or on planes or whatever. Hit me up. I have. I've been doing it for a year and a half. I don't know a lot about it, but I do it. <laughs> so if you guys are worried about hitting macros and shit while you're traveling, please feel free to call me or tip message me or whatever. I have some ideas. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from superhuman fathers. And one thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. Next time on Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. I used to think godly men were weak men, right? I used to just do everything opposite of that, shy away from it, despise it, whatever, this and that. But honestly, through physical change, mindset change, and opening myself up, I, I've been continuously being drawn to that. And now I see that godly men are way more powerful than I ever could be. And now I want that for myself. And now I'm becoming that myself.